Blog Talk Radio. morning to you and welcome to another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. I'm going to be reading this morning from 2 Thessalonians. This is one uh, of Paul's earliest letters along with the companion letter, 1 Thessalonians. So this letter was addressed to the church at Thessalonica around uh, between AD 51 and 52. And so it is a letter that deals with last, uh, the last days or eschatology or the things related to the last days. And Paul wrote this letter in order to address uh, a situation that had occurred in this church with regard to the last days and he wanted these believers who were being persecuted by their faith to be steadfast he wanted to provide them reassurance about when the last day or the man of sin would be revealed and when the last uh, the things related to the last days the situations the occurrences and the events related to the last days will come about. And please understand that even during this time, there are those who were teaching that uh, the last days had already occurred. And so these believers were frightened about their faith. Paul wrote to have them to understand that this was not the case. And so let me say at this time that it is so important that believers are taught the word of God and not be constantly preached at or giving, given counseling messages. Believers need to be edified. That is, they need to be built up in God's word. According to Mayo, uh, believers must have an edification complex. That is, they must be systematically taught God's word in order to build them up in in the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. And that's a reference to the book of Jude. So uh, these believers at Thessalonica were also, they were being exhorted to uh, be steadfast and to work for a living. And uh, that is vital as well. Uh, some very terrible things happened in 1000 AD uh, when believers believed that the taught that the Lord they stopped working, and so some very disastrous things happened 
uh, because believers stopped working at, in 1080. Uh, very, very heinous things that I won't go into. But I want to draw your attention to this very important chapter that is chapter 2 in which Paul talks about the lawless one, that is the man of sin. Um, he is the one without law. He is above law. And so uh, Paul writes in verse 1 of chapter 2, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy, report, or letter supposed to have come from us saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs. Rebellion occurs. Or the falling away first. Falling away first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. I want you to carefully note that whenever there is a reference to the uh, the man of sin or the Antichrist, there is also a companion reference, immediate, there is an immediate companion reference to his destruction. So the rebellion is the, uh, the uh, apostasy that will occur uh, in the church. And please understand that this is this is very important for us to to note the apostasy that is the standing off from Jesus occurs first now the apostasy does not mean that people will abandon the local churches although that is a part of it but in their hearts in their minds in their attitudes they will stand off from the faith apistos in the greek the word pistis means faith Pistic is an individual faith. When we add the alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet, the alpha primitive denies uh, uh, what the uh, noun stands for. Pistis is a noun of action. And so, ah, uh, pistis. That is, these people will stand off or deny the reality of the faith. Okay? And so then we read that the man of lawlessness is revealed. This, uh, this is his parousia. Jesus, uh, we refer to the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ as the parousia. The man of lawlessness will have his parousia. He will oppose, verse 4, that is the man of sin. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Don't you remember, verse 5, that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. Very important verse. Because these believers were being troubled in their hearts about their faith. Very important that Paul said this. And now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. 
at the proper time. For verse 7, for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. But the one who holds, him, uh, holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and will destroy by the splendor, I like the old word, the brightness, the effulgence, the outshining of, uh, of his splendor. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. So the definite article is, uh, is in the Greek too, the lie. And so that all who will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. Now, please understand, looking at the context uh, and what and considering the uh, what the letter is teaching, considering this verse, uh, verse 7, the last part of verse 7, uh, but the one who holds it back will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. Now, contextually, okay, this verse does not seem to be a reference to the Roman government that, uh, as holding back the full manifestation of evil. And Paul has written this letter to believing ones. The context states or shows that it is, in fact, God the Holy Spirit holding back the full manifestation of evil so that uh, in our day, so that uh, at God's appointed or, or at God's strategic epochal time, not restraining or holding back the full manifestation of evil. See, this veneer that we have today, it is merely veneer. It is the, the presence of the Spirit. And you read uh, various media outlets. You know what these people want to do, what they are considering. You see what they are doing to the sky, to the water, to food, what they are doing to babies, uh, what they want they want to systematically to destroy crops, uh, etc. You know what is going on. I know what is going on. And so our hope as believers is in what? Is in the catching out or the snatching away of the church. We believe that Jesus is coming for us. We believe that God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. The tribulation period is not about the purification of the church. One never reads in Scripture that the tribulation period is for the purification of the church. One never reads that. That language does not occur in any Greek text. 
Tribulation is about wrath. It is God's orge. Okay? God has a subtle uh, attitude towards uh, of, of wrath toward the, the evil in the world. And then uh, we will see the thumas. That is, God's anger will flare up and it will consume the evil and then it will dissipate. That's thumas. But God has a subtle attitude of wrath for the evil in the world. And what and what these people are doing, what you and I can never see and never know at all. God knows all their secret documents. God knows all the caves, the the labyrinthine caves. Um, he knows all their underground cities. God knows where everything is and what is going on. Nothing is hidden from God. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout, throughout the earth, beholding the good and the evil. But, beloved, understand, one day the Spirit of God will no longer restrain the presence of evil. And understand that God will allow this to occur. We read this in the book of Revelation. Uh, we read, and it was allowed, and it was allowed. This is called the divine passive. God will allow certain things to take place within a certain period of time, and you and I know that the tribulation period is limited to seven years, and then that's it. And God is going to bring that period to an end. God is going to close it, just like he closed the door to the ark. God shut the door. And no one could get in anymore. Beloved, today, uh, now, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Be certain of your salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Please read 1 Corinthians 15. Please understand the good news that Jesus died, was buried, and he rose again for your justification. Believe into the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Go to Jesus, talk to him, tell him that you want to be saved, that you want to receive him as your Savior, and God will save you. Good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.